Are you tired of feeling disconnected from the man in your life? Do you want to tap into your true feminine energy and create a thriving, balanced relationship? I'm Adrienne Everhart, a feminine energy dating and relationship coach. I've helped countless women like you reignite the spark in their relationship and find or call forth the love they desire. I'm excited to introduce to you a unique opportunity the iHeart Love Academy private coaching group. Unlike expensive one-on-one coaching, my group offers you a more affordable way to access my expertise while still providing that personalized touch you need. When you join my group, you'll get exclusive access to live coaching sessions with me, a supportive community of like-minded women, step-by-step guidance on balancing your masculine and feminine energy, your own coaches there to answer questions for you anytime you need it, and so much more. Don't miss out on this chance to transform your love life. Visit iHeartLoveAcademy in the link below and learn more about the incredible benefits of joining my private coaching group. It's time to rediscover the love and connection you've been longing for. Come and join us at iHeartLoveAcademy and let's embark on this journey together. You're listening to This Podcast is for Women, episode number 65, How to Get Him and Keep Him, Decoding Masculine Energy Vulnerability. In this podcast episode, I'm going to share an interview with my husband, Jeff. He's going to talk about vulnerability, how he experiences it as a man. I'm going to ask some really pivotal questions, such as, why me? Why did he choose powerful dynamite me to be in his life? and not some other woman. And why did we have these breakups? I'm going to talk about the time I walked away. When I let him know that I wanted to be a wife, I had to walk away from him. And that important, important part that I tell women over and over again that must be present to really have and claim and create that wonderful bond with a man. I'm going to save that part for his interview. It's a really lovely interview. I'm going to first start off by just sharing a little bit about feminine energy's role in a man's ability to be vulnerable and authentic with you. Now, if you are new to my podcast, my name is Adrienne Everhart. I am a feminine energy dating and relationship coach. I am most popular on YouTube. The link to my YouTube channel is below if you want to check out a couple of my videos. If you would like a free gift from me about scripting and communicating with a masculine energy man or a man that you're just drawn to, you like for some reason, and maybe you were like me, you had a history of just relationships not working out, and not really sure why, you know, you seem to have all the boxes checked, and you're not attracted to the good guys, you're not, you know, the bad guys, or the wrong type of guy you are attracted to, or there's a lot of conflict in your relationships, it just seemed like there was just always a reason why my relationships weren't working out, and not a lot of relationship satisfaction. So if you head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com, you'll see I have a little free gift on scripting with a man. Be sure to click that, download it, and have your own copy to read anytime, kind of start your journey on feminine energy. So let's dive right in with this episode. You may want to revisit some other podcast episodes, such as episode 38, about how vulnerability works for love, attraction, and commitment. I also have episode 49, which talks about coping with abandonment and anxiety in relationships, how you can really overcome your fear of rejection, 
And I think this all plays into vulnerability. And then lastly, I have a popular video on YouTube about five ways to be naturally feminine. I will have all of those links below because they're all talking about feminine energy vulnerability, which is what I teach you. It's about being authentic and vulnerable and unzipping your heart to a man, leaning back, allowing things to unfold and just see where the man responds. Takes a little silence, takes a little space for it to happen. And if you're a powerful dynamite woman in your masculine energy, so often we can be convinced we need to do something to make this happen. And this is where you're absorbing, you're taking on the role of the masculine energy traits. So I teach you more about that in my free gift. Those podcast episodes, again, that's episode number 38 and 49. And also the link about five ways to be naturally feminine will be below. You can check those out another time. But first, let's talk about what vulnerability is in a relationship. And I shared this in another podcast episode that years ago, you know, I was a Zoom pioneer and I had a guest on my show. At the time, I was doing a little weekly call-in show I would have on the internet. <laughs> and I had a guest stop by. He was a male. And I said, share with us about being vulnerability. And he was like, no, no, you don't want to be vulnerable. You don't want to be open to attack. And then I was immediately, I was like, I really need to vet my host a little bit better. <laughs> because vulnerability, as Brene Brown has shown the world by now, it's a good thing. It's authenticity. It's about being comfortable with what you are feeling in your body or, or even uncomfortable, but you are comfortable enough to express it. And it's not just about like, here's all my complaints in the world. I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> it's really about being your authentic self and letting your guard down, letting down that false representation of ourselves that we all do. We show a different side of ourselves especially in a relationship and especially in the early days. And you want to really unzip your heart and show a person who you are. And it means that you might get rejected. You're putting your heart out there. It sounds like you're setting yourself up for something painful. But ultimately, unless you want to date someone who's very flippant and on the surface and calloused, unless you want to have that person as a spouse or date them, you have to unzip your heart first. It has to start with someone. And so often it does begin with the woman. You will hear in my interview with my husband, Jeff, how the woman leads the way. Like this is the safe place to feel. You are welcome. You're open here. Look, we've all had girlfriends at some point in time. You've known a woman who said, you are safe to tell me this. You are safe to let it all out. And you really weren't. You were being set up. You were being trapped. So immediately you begin to do what? You look at all other female relationships differently. You begin to lose trust in other female relationships. And this is something that has happened within feminine energy is that women have trapped other women with vulnerability because we know it's like a drug. We actually know what we need. So women, we crave that trust and vulnerability with a partner. The wrong type of woman somewhere in your life has probably set you up with that. So you have got now the job of how do I heal from a past where I had been vulnerable with a man, with a woman, with a teacher, with a counselor, with a parent, and they have still crushed my heart. How do I still remain vulnerable with someone knowing that 
someone can use this to hurt me. That's actually the magical part about this is that it is a great way to filter out time wasters. Being vulnerable is a great way to see who can shut down and who can hang with it. Now, I will tell you, I have certain friends in my life that I can be vulnerable with. And then I have other friends that the minute I'm vulnerable, I hear them make a heavy sigh. And there's something going on with them. I'm just not going to be able to have that level of relationship with them. And also, do I need to dial it back? Maybe I'm sharing too much and I think I'm being vulnerable and I'm venting. Or maybe they just don't have this capacity to love and hear. They don't really want to know what's going on in your world. They only want to know the version that they want to hear. So there's some of that. I think, again, this is about how much do I give a person being able to gauge that. I wish there was a perfect relationship where you could just unzip and give it all. I do believe the closest you're going to get to that is your husband or your partner. And it's going to be in a very specific way that's, again, I'm not here to be a sponge <laughs> where I just let all the dirty water out and just soak up whatever's around me. I'm not going to have a toxic relationship with vulnerability or an unhealthy, unproductive relationship with vulnerability. I'm going to begin to see vulnerability as a way where I don't have to give a ton of details about my vulnerability to be vulnerable. I'm so excited to share this interview with my husband, Jeff, and just a few more tips with you before I go about being vulnerable and how to get a guy keep that relationship strong in your life. Grow as a person. Grow as a couple. Embrace your differences. And really encourage your guy to express his vulnerability as well. So my husband and I discuss a little bit of the changing role models of how men don't often feel like they can be vulnerable. It has to be sort of like their safe inner circle that they can be vulnerable with. And there are some things in our culture or society that men shouldn't be emotional. And this is where I believe a lot of men end up just feeling really angry. And they don't understand that there's so much power with their partner in being vulnerable. A lot of men would never show emotional vulnerability, for example, in the workplace. But women, raise your hand if you've never cried at work, <laughs> you know, even in private. So it's like women can cry at work and men, it's career suicide. It's just a lot of different societal expectations that impact masculinity and how to be vulnerable. But again, whatever happens to those societal expectations, however this unfolds in this world we're in, you want him to know that you are his safe haven. You are this place that he can be vulnerable with you. A tool I teach that is worth noting in this episode is my really, really get him tool. With my really, really get him tool, it's about listening to your partner, which again, powerful dynamite women, we want to jump in, we want to solve, we want to fix, we want to race to the end of the story. And really, really get him tool is about having time to listen and let his words play out in front of you. I encourage you to try this today with your kids, your husband, your friends, anyone. And that is to really, really get them. And you will find that your partner at some point in time shares something that has happened to them. It might be how they had work today or what they were hoping to happen with their day or what went wrong on their bike ride or just something they experienced throughout their day. And you just name one emotion they're feeling. Now, this never fails. I give this project to women in my classes to do, and they always say they name like four emotions. 
<laughs> and I really want you to just pick one. Remember, men, they cannot handle all that language that women can give them. So just name one such as, wow, you must be feeling really frustrated or, wow, you must be feeling upset or, wow, you must be feeling really happy. And you're kind of taking a stab at what they're feeling. You're taking a little bit of a guess. If you get it wrong, awesome. You're connecting with him. If you get it right, awesome. You're connecting with him. So it's win-win either way. So often, a masculine energy man will want to correct you on what you're saying. Like if you say, wow, you must be feeling really excited. They go, you know what? I wouldn't really say it's excitement. It's this other thing. Go ahead and let him do it. Just hang in there with him. He's feeling like a man. He's feeling good about himself. He's sharing something he's going through. And isn't that what you want too? You know, how often do you tell your guy something frivolous? Like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about taking, you know, toe lessons again. Or, oh, I'm thinking about picking up weaving again. Or, I wonder, you know, if I my paints are still dried up. Or, I wonder if I still can do this or that. Or, I'm going to go on this cleanse. Or, I wonder if my coupon still works for the store. We tell men things all the time that, you know, the value of them, I'm not so sure it's impactful, but it's meaningful to us. And your guy will go, yeah, I, ho I hope your, you know, I hope your home goods coupon or your Bed Bath & Beyond coupon still works. You know, they'll be right there with us. Or they'll just go, uh-huh, you know, they'll take it in. Yeah, there's data. I'm getting it, right? So this is where you want to let the man correct you. Go ahead and take in that data. Be there with him. Look him in the eyes. Nod. I talked about that in last week's episode number 64 about eye contact and really, really getting him and hearing him nodding and listening. So that is the last little bit of my tips about vulnerability. With that, I'm now going to pass things over to my husband, Jeff, a little interview we had. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to pause for this quick break, and he's coming up next. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations, so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description. So I want to start off by sharing that various things on the internet about vulnerability include sharing feelings such as shame, grief, 
or fear. Now, my theory and my point of this podcast episode is that men aren't as inclined to share fear, shame, grief, and other deeper emotions. And instead, they do what? Can you guess? Keep them tamped down. Keep them tamped down. Repress them. Yeah. Or they come out in a different form, sometimes a, a negative. I'm going to call it anger. Would you? Yeah, it comes out. Yeah, sure. Sure. Because if you're repressed, if you're keeping something tamped down, there's a tension there. And tension often will manifest as anger in the end once that explosion happens because you can't keep it tamped down forever. It's going to come out. It's going to be released in some way, right? Mm -hmm. So when that release happens, it's usually or often not a positive one, I wouldn't think. I think it would just come out in the form of anger or frustration or, yeah. It's interesting you're talking about a release because a lot of things men do, it is like this buildup then a release. I mean. It's like football. <laughs> yeah, how so? Yeah, baseball. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of this, there's, you know, the. The ups and downs, the hit peaks and valleys of, of that game where bit of a calm, bit of a plan, bit of a bit of a lull and then bam, it's it's released. Hit it out of the park. Hit it out of the park, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe an inside home run. Sure. <laughs> we there aren't just enough baseball metaphors. You need to come up with more. <laughs> so I wanna talk a little bit about I think my listeners are very much interested in what makes a man get to this vulnerable place where he can decide to marry a woman, where he can decide, I really want to be with this person. Even if the relationships had problems and ups and downs, it's not been ideal. Things have been difficult as relationships so often are, in my opinion, especially over age 40. Mm -hmm. Life is much more complicated. My first thought on that is that like, I think some men or maybe a lot of men confuse vulnerability with weakness. It's not the same thing. Men don't like to be seen as weak, weak-willed, weak strength. Why? I just, I think it's part of the masculine DNA. That's all. I don't think there's a, like a, a preconceived notion about it, like a plan. I just think it's part of the male DNA to push aside any thought of weakness and then want to be the, you know, the provider and the, and the just that providing energy. But the problem is, if you're asking a man to be vulnerable or expecting a man to be vulnerable, you know, they themselves may look at that as a weakness rather than a positive trait. And I think vulnerability can be a positive thing. Mm -hmm. It has to be. You know, they have to be vulnerable to let love in. They have to be vulnerable to express themselves to their partner. So let's talk about being vulnerable to let love in. So there's this moment where a man can realize he is with a very good woman. They have a lot of things in common. Mm. Sex is great. Mm. For some reason, he just can't unzip his heart to her. What's happening? Well, Mom? I can't speak for all and, men. And what can a woman do? I'm not sure if this is the right answer or the answer you want. But I, I think a woman needs to give it a little time. I don't think men are going to be easily brought over to vulnerability if they're having troubles with it. So they just need to be patient. I'm afraid that that's... How long? Well, I don't know. I think it depends on the person. I think it depends on the chemistry between the two. I think it depends on what that guy's been through in his life, what his relationship history is. But I think the woman needs to give it time. What, what the man needs to figure out is, 
do I trust? Do I feel trust in this person, in this woman, to pour my heart out or to be as open and sensitive as I really want to be mm-hmm. without feeling weak, without feeling uh, like I'm giving up my masculinity? And, and to understand, and I think, I think thankfully the way our society is going, the way trends have been going in our last couple generations is that it's been more and more okay for a man to show vulnerability. And for a man to break out of that kind of stereotypical masculine mold, you know what I mean? Because there are more house husbands now. You see, you see more men walking their their baby. More sensitive. Yeah, it's it's become more accepted, which I think is great because we're not losing our maleness. As long as we have a penis attached to us, we're not going to lose our our maleness. But I just feel like maybe maybe this is a good time for more more and more men to be okay with showing their vulnerable side. Which is why we're talking about it. You know, you're sharing it. So you brought up something really important. You said it needs time mm-hmm. for the man to trust that he's with a woman he can be vulnerable with. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Adrian Everhart 101, and you probably don't even know that you're talking about it. But I talk about how a woman needs to be authentic. You might think that, you know, saying the perfect thing to a guy making sure that you line up with him intellectually, emotionally, all these things, you know, being his equal, matching him, being a mirror to him is going to win him. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what did what you needed to trust in me or even in other partners to really unzip your heart. What about that woman makes you feel safe and trustworthy to open your heart to them if you bump all? That no matter what I'm talking about, whether it's my passions, my interests, or my concerns, or my tragedies I've gone through in life, like, I don't want to be judged on any of that. I want to be heard. I want to, I want her to engage with me and me with her on, on any of these topics that are close to me. But I just don't want to be judged. And as long as I know I'm not being judged, and I'm just simply being heard the way I assume she wants to be heard and not judged, then I feel like I can, I can be vulnerable and I can feel, feel like I can be open. So I think it's, I think it's a, a fear of judgment maybe that makes us not want to open up. Mm-hmm. And can you also trust a woman who is agreeing with you on everything? She doesn't have as firm of boundaries. You know, there's something that makes a man choose one woman over another woman. It's not necessarily looks or sex, or money, or prestige, or education. It's not actually those things. There's something much more softer at the core of what makes a man go, I am choosing that woman. Mm -hmm. What do you think that is? I would hope that any real man wants a strong woman, someone who does have boundaries, someone who can listen, but also offer advice or if it's wanted or needed alternatives, you know. You really want advice? If they ask for it, that's vulnerability. That's saying, hey, I've got this concern and I'm going to ask you what your opinion is on that. And even even asking that and expecting an answer is vulnerability mm-hmm. because it's not like, hey, I'm the feet and you're the doormat, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a man would be more attracted to somebody who can not only listen, but respond in ways that are helpful, that are nurturing, that are giving in in a way, intellectually giving. So a woman can actually present those opportunities to a man to show his vulnerability. There are things a woman can do or say 
not to manipulate, but to make a man's vulnerability be welcome. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that sometimes there's a double standard. Most women do not want a man that's crying every day. True. I will tell you that. But we also want a man to be vulnerable with us. But yet women can have, in their masculine energy, can have a very judging, opinionated nature. It's a fine line, though. Where? How do I, how am I strong? How can I have my own opinions but also disagree with you, but yet listen without judgment? How does a woman do that? It's complicated. It is complicated. I also think this stuff, we can talk about it with some degree of either authority or experience, but like a lot of it's just you, you got to kind of navigate that when you're in it. You know, there's no real one pathway to making this all work to the advantage of the, of the relationship, of the health of the relationship. These are just simply pointers along the road, road signs, kind of. I love that. I think it's, but you know, it's got to be trust and like. So how do we have trust? How do we find trust? So let, let's just go back for a little bit. Let's talk about our own history. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where we were dating in somewhat of a committed relationship dating. And I let you know I wanted to be a wife. Mm-hmm. You laughed at me mm-hmm. <laughs> as one does. <laughs> Who, and why did you laugh at me? Because I never saw myself being married, uh, and I know that I'm in the minority there. Never wanted to be married, never wanted to have kids. Maybe I'm in the minority, I don't know. The fact is, I, I, I knew that that's probably what most women would want. But I knew that I, I you know, was not great at cohabitation, didn't prefer that, and I knew that that came with the deal. So. But yet you had had a very long relationship prior to me, for 10 years. I did, I did. I, I didn't know if that could work again. But I wasn't married. I wasn't married. Interesting. So you had like a little like, did you feel like you had an escape route? No. Being married? No. You somehow had this under, it was underwritten with a note of freedom to oh, the No, contract? not actually no, because we were committed. It was all the same understandings you have when you're married, just without the, the legal paperwork. And we always felt like if something went wrong, it'd be a lot easier to just get out from under it. So your laugh wasn't about me. It was about you. Absolutely. Okay, it was yeah. about. You. It wasn't about. Oh, she wants to be, you know, like, no, not at all. It was about me, and and certainly it was a barrier that I had to get over because what happened? I eventually did propose to you. I eventually, we were engaged, and I eventually got married to you, and here we are. What happened? Um, tell me about the vulnerability. We actually talked about this a few <laughs> days ago, and yeah. I remember being at the house I lived in, being very happy, going, "I love this life. I love." Uh, coming and going as I please. I love listening to music as I please. I love doing all these things, just nobody to answer to. But what happened was I was also at the very same time thinking, I miss this person. I miss my friend. I miss my lover. I miss all of that stuff. And one thing has to give way to another. And in fact, since we've been married, I still have all those freedoms. I don't I don't feel bound by by marriage, and I think I had that as a fear. I think that was a fear of mine. And yeah, one one did take over the other in terms of like, well, this is ridiculous. I can still have these things, but I can still have my friend. So I love what you're saying because I talk about the importance of a man has to miss you. Sure. Because I did walk away from you. I was like, I have always been your friend. I can't be just your friend. I had let you know couple of times you would ask me out for lunch and I said I would love to see you but I want to be a wife one day I want to be married my heart still beats hard for you right and we talk about friend and it's not just 
just friends, right. friends with benefits. It's more this life friend, right? That eternal friend, that person that's always going to be there for you and you'll always be there for them. And yeah, I, I did end up missing that. And here we are. <laughs> so I had to open up and just be vulnerable and you, to get there. And you, and one of the things that allowed that to happen was I wasn't around. Yes, I believe so. If I would have just kept dating you casually and letting you have it your way, <laughs> you would have not missed me. I wouldn't, I would, well, I wouldn't have missed you. And you, you also, you wouldn't be satisfied with that either. So you both have to reach this point of, of being satisfied. That's the coming together. That's the working it out. So you're both satisfied with how it is, with, with, with how you come together. Did I ever tell you how scared I was that day I stood in your driveway and I told you that I wanted to be a woman? Yeah, yeah. I told you I was scared. Yeah. I remember I was shaking. Yeah, and I was pretty flippant with you, and I regret that in one sense, but in the in the other sense, that's just where I was. I yeah. saw pain in your. That's just where I was, but then I'm pretty sure that from that point on was when I started to really think about that dichotomy of like, well, do I want this forever or do I want that forever? And what do I have to sacrifice to get that? And what? How how can I integrate what I what I have now with being with this person? So it was really about working out almost logistics for a man. I, for me, anyway. Okay. You know my requirements. You know you know the things that make me tick. I'm stubborn with those things in the sense that I don't want to sacrifice them. You know, it's it's. Uh, Did a previous relationship? Re no. No, but it is also the the uh, reason I have never wanted kids. Would, as I'm as I'm worried, I would have to sacrifice some of those things. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay, is it safe to say that perhaps this concept that you would have to give up things that no one has asked you to give up was actually just a convenient way to isolate yourself? I don't know. Answer. I don't know. Possibly. I'm very introverted. I very much like being alone. So possibly, yeah, maybe, I, and maybe I had that. Here's how I am, and here's my shell, and I don't want that shell broken. Uh, so I'm going to believe that I might be threatened. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. interesting. But you know, now that we've gotten into it, we're five, six years on, being married and cohabitating. I, I, I don't feel a whole lot of. Uh, I, 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 I feel no lack of freedom. Mm-hmm. So it was a fear of that, even though like it didn't happen before, mm -hmm. it wasn't happening while we were dating. So it's just interesting because I so often I think it's the, it's the per perceived notion of that. And I remember when we were talking about getting married, I was like, look, I'm in no rush to suddenly merge our houses together. Like mm -hmm. I, I was in no rush and I really just took, and again, I think this is something, especially over age 40 that I don't know. Just be re as relaxed about it as possible. So this brings me to the last thing I want to talk with you about, about vulnerability. And I think that this is a really important way that a woman can open up vulnerability to a man, and that is through music. Hmm. So cuddling at a concert, listening to an album with you or a song, singing together. I think this is, music is a major way a man shows vulnerability. Would you agree? I completely agree, and I also, along with that, absolutely tied to it inextricably is bonding. You talk about cuddling at a concert. 
we have had moments at shows where we're just together because we're all together with that crowd. We're all together with that band and that, you know, music is an emotional expulsion and we're all there together experiencing it together, you know, and it's wonderful. So, so yeah, I remember that first show we went to, the Alsa show, like we were, we were just joined and it's very emotional music, you know, and, and we, uh, that I think was a big thing for us that, that bond, that I felt more bonded to you after that night. And then we've had moments, say, uh, on the on the front porch, where like we we do a little bit of karaoke with, <laughs> right. you know, kind of just putting on songs we like and acting it out and air guitaring or whatever you might do. Yeah. You know, it's it's a lot of fun. And we are available for weddings. And you're also, you know, but... music also lets you drop inhibitions in a way that I don't think any other art form can do. I don't think watching a movie lets you drop inhibitions and celebrate. In, in the way the music can. So, and luckily, most all of us humans are tuned into music to some degree or another. So that's something that I think most couples can easily share. And I'm really glad you brought it up. I didn't expect you to, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, I think that I think you make a great point about music. I think that's an excellent topic. So ladies, connect with music with your guy. There have been a couple of times where, you know, like I can tell you're in a little bit of a sour mood, you're a little grumpy or something. And I don't really know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. And I put on some music and you just light it. Oh yeah, you've done that. You've done that in the car or something. Or even around the house to, you know, do chores to And you don't necessarily you're not necessarily gonna line up with your music tastes, but but if you if if you allow that person to just enjoy the music with you mm-hmm. and, and, and they do the same, then you can appreciate stuff together. whether you like that music or not. The the, the taste is not as important. Yeah, I kept my rich, juicy, full life going. I remember I had turned on the Traveling Wilburys, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't think you're the biggest fan. No. But I, I just wanted to listen to them and uh, while I did some stuff. And, and it was just slowly, slowly like a little a little doe peeping out of the, <laughs> the forest. Well, I like, yeah, I just like to see you experience your music as well. Interesting. You know? So, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter so ladies, what it is. You hear it, that men like to see us experience music. They like to experience music with us. Mind you, we're usually not talking while we listen to music. I will say as a woman that what you're describing, that you feel when we listen to music together, mm-hmm. um, I actually get when, I'm, when I cry to you or I share something vulnerable and you just look at me and hold my hand, I get that feeling. So it's just been good insight on the differences of men and women. Yeah. Anything else you want to share with our audience about being a guy, being vulnerable, getting a woman to how a man opens up to a woman, what a woman can do or have in her energy that will help her in any way in a relationship? Well, men don't want to be have their, uh, their emotions or their experiences managed so much as they want them to be simply heard and understood, just like, just like a woman. It's really no different. We want to be heard and understood as well and given the time to express without judgment. What if a man doesn't talk? Um, then what? I think a man will always eventually talk as long as his partner can be patient and, and, and let that happen. It could take a while. It could take a certain circumstance, a certain food, a certain beer, <laughs> a certain music. I mean, who knows? You know, but, but everybody, yeah. Silence can speak to, but you just, people are going to be who they are and however they express themselves and open up and be vulnerable, it's going to take patience on the, on the other person's side if that person is not easily given to opening up.
but eventually they all will because I, I think that's one of the reasons we one of the many reasons we seek relationships is we want to be open we want to be vulnerable we want somebody there that's we can trust the safety net right almost like a surrogate parent yeah nobody else yeah parents might judge you brother sister might judge you other friends might judge you but but this person that you're with one of the most ideal things about that partnership is no judgment and therefore one can be vulnerable i mean i really think that's it's that easy of a math equation at least that's how i see it that's wonderful well thank you for sharing sure i hope it's helpful all right diamond girls i hope you have enjoyed how to get a man and keep him sharing your vulnerability authenticity and creating space for that man to miss you to have interest in you to pursue you he has to have that space to miss you if you're around him and messaging him and texting him and right in front of his face when he comes home every night he won't miss you and it's just part of how men work that they have to have a little bit of space to realize you're not there and you're not right there they begin to miss you and feel that attachment a man also needs to feel safe and listened to and understood to be vulnerable without judgment these are all some great tips for really communication with anyone you love and care about in your life vulnerability is really everything it is everything in a relationship it's where we can be soft and reveal who we are we can grow as a comfortable couple we can get more and more bonded to each other and just how when you express your vulnerability you're actually inspiring your partner and you're promoting well-being and positive change so more women can trust other women when they are vulnerable more men can trust women when they are vulnerable and not judged you just are finding another way to express love every day in your life and your relationship all right everyone i encourage you to be a good listener and reflect on your own journey towards vulnerability and authenticity. And I look forward to seeing you in my next episode. Feel free to leave me a comment or a voice message below. I'll see you next time.